0: Let's talk about the political parties. Are America's political parties, like America's news media, admired by the American people? Do the American people trust them? Do they respect them? Do the American people think these institutions are on their side, that they are working for the public good, that they're looking out for the proverbial little guy? They do not. They believe these institutions are corrupt, broken, and utterly irresponsive to the national interest. The American people look at these institutions, and they don't see anything that's on the level. The Republicans in Washington may be self-satisfied, and so may be the Democrats, but the American people are, generally speaking, sick of the political parties. And the fastest-growing political party in the United States is the decline-to-state category, the independent voter that wants nothing to do with either one of them. The sign of the depth of the sickness in American politics is simple to find. It's Donald Trump. The fact that he could become the nominee of one of the major parties shows that that party is corrupted and utterly broken. In fact, it demonstrates a level of depravity. The fact that the Democratic Party could conceivably lose to the Queen's hustler shows how broken the Democratic Party is. Joe Biden's candidacy at 82 years old is premised on this simple, Assertion. It is that he alone can beat Donald Trump and thus save American democracy. There are a couple of flaws with that argument, starting with this Why has President Biden and the Democratic Party been unable to break the demagogic? an autocratic fever of the MAGA movement. Why haven't national Democrats been able to find a message that puts out this fire after being in charge for four years? It is the singular failure of the Biden administration, the fact that Donald Trump remains a threat, a threat to the peace, domestic tranquility, a continuation of the American Republic seven years on. People like Donald Trump emerge in sick political systems, and the American system is sick. It is overrun by special interest money. It is overrun by foreign agents in Washington, D.C., doing the bidding of hostile foreign powers for millions of dollars a year. The pharmaceutical companies, the energy companies, the tech companies, all of them get privileged and preferential treatment in a system where you pay to play. That's the system that's broken. That's the system the American people are tuned out of, turned against, and deeply, deeply turned off by. In the United States, voting has become an exercise not where people look for hope and aspiration, but on the one hand, they look to punish the people they disagree with, or they vote defensively, looking to make their decision on the basis of what side they perceive will hurt them less. This is no way to run a country, and it is clear that the system is breaking. Now, the 2024 election will be here before you know it, and what has been hammered into the American people is that they're going to get something they don't want, that they're going to get a rematch between 82-year-old President Joe Biden and accused criminal Donald Trump. The American people are screaming, please, we want a square peg for this square hole. But the Washington powers that be seem intent on sending them around one. And, in this country, the United States, typically, this doesn't work out very well. Because the national character is defiant and doesn't like being told what to do, doesn't like having things imposed on it, from Washington, D.C., or New York City, across a vast federal republic that spans a continent. Typically, when this happens, the American people find a way of letting their voices be heard. Now, over and over again, the national media drums this in. The choice will be between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But there's a wrinkle in the plan. There's a group. It's called No Labels. No Labels is chaired by former Democratic and independent United States Senator Joe Lieberman. It's a bipartisan group. In my view, it's not a group that's had much impact on American politics, but it's about to. Because it is about to get ballot access and place onto the ballot in all 50 states an alternative to the Democratic and Republican nominees. We don't know who the no-labels candidate will be, but we do know this. The Democratic Party and its leadership doesn't like it very much. Jamie Harrison, the chairman of the Democratic National Committee, has said over and over again, now is not the time for a third-party effort. Here's the thing, though. The Democratic National Committee chairman doesn't get a vote about what No Labels is going to do. And it's getting pretty clear what it is that they intend to do. No Labels is close to raising the $70 million that gives them a start on getting the ballot access done for all 50 states. That amount of money that it will take to do that is much higher, probably closer to $200 million. But if no labels does it, there will be a three-way race, not a two-way race for president. And that changes everything. It's like getting ready to watch the Super Bowl. But instead of the teams you think are going to be on the field, it's a soccer game. A completely different sport. What you are being told is going to happen is, in fact, not happening when you look at the events that are starting to play out. Joe Manchin is the Democratic senator from the state of West Virginia. He is up for re-election there, and if he runs, he'll be facing a Republican governor, And the overwhelming likelihood is Joe Manchin's political career will end, though it's certainly not a certainty. Joe Manchin, though, isn't campaigning in West Virginia. He's campaigning in Manchester, New Hampshire. And there, he's with the former Utah governor and diplomat, John Huntsman, a Republican. And what they're talking about is a presidential candidacy with Joe Manchin at the top and John Huntsman below. And what that would mean is a three-way choice. Let's try and imagine it. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene, Senator Joe Manchin and John Huntsman. We're here to make sure that the American people have an option. And the option is, can you move the political parties off their... Respective size, they've on too far right and too far left. If that movement can move, but they can't be done, that can't be done unless they're threatened. The only way you've been threatened is to have people out there that says, "Listen, they can't either side can't win without the independent, without the independent that, center left, center, right, an independent Republican, an independent Democrat. If they have another option, then they're in trouble. Both parties are in trouble. So they're going to have to say, "Oh here, okay, we' better look at this again." I don't think unless we stay over here that they're going to vote for us, so maybe we can move. Let's see what happens. It's too early. Or anyone thinks we need to do something. I'm going to ask on this because if you do get in the race and you spoil the election, is, would you, when that factor in true? I've never been in a race I've ever spoiled. I've been in races to win. And if I get in a race, I'm going to win. Now, at this moment, Joe Manchin is being a little disingenuous. He knows that the political parties between today and next April, will not heal themselves. He knows how utterly broken they are, better than anyone, because he spends an awful lot of time with the people, fundamentally, that broke it. United States senators are at the top of the list. He full well knows that the political parties are not controlled monolithically. He knows that there's no pilot in the cockpit when he talks about the political parties as having some sort of conscience or some sort of sentience, some sort of ability to correct their ways, to turn, to alter their behavior, to enter some type of therapeutic era where they can be better, he knows that's all nonsense. He knows the American political system will grow more and more and more dysfunctional. Joe Manchin and John Huntsman also know this about timing. They know that a third party ticket doesn't have to go through the bruising primary process. They'll just be there as an alternative. Think about how insane the Republican Party primary process will be. As that race goes on, over February and March and April, Joe Manchin and John Huntsman would start looking better and better and better, not necessarily through an ideological prison, but that also, but through a common-sense one. People would look and see normalcy, if not hope. On the Democratic side, there's a cast of characters that currently are polling north of 20-25% that show President Biden's vulnerability within the Democratic Party and a great unease amongst Democratic voters. Joe Manchin has sent a signal. It's clear to me he doesn't want Joe Biden to run for re-election. And what he's saying over and over again is if the race is a Trump-Biden race, there will be room for a third-party candidate to be in it, to win it, and to call on the American people to reject the choice. Now, In Washington, D.C., and you saw an example in the event, Washington reporters can't help but ask, but you'll be a spoiler. Now, the answer that Manchin gave enrages the Washington media and Washington, D.C.-based political activists. But it's essentially this. Spoil what? Are you kidding me? If I do this, I'll be in it. To win it. The larger point, though, is the race that is happening is different than the one that is being covered. Over recent years, most Americans have learned the 17 to 18 states that are called the battleground states, like Ohio and Florida, the states that determine the outcome of the presidential race. 18 states. All of the other states, right now, We know which way they're going to go. We know that New Jersey will wind up in the Democratic column, and we know that Oklahoma will wind up in the Republican column. In a three-way race, that all changes. The 18 competitive states expand to north of 40, and in most of those states, there's no national political infrastructure. It will be the wild, wild west. The truth of the matter is, is that the entire nature of the election changes. The strategy goes from assembling a majority to assembling a plurality. In 1992, Ross Perot was running for president. And before he went completely cuckoo and started blaming George Herbert Walker Bush for sabotaging his daughter's wedding, he wasn't in third place. Bill Clinton was. He was in first place. When an independent someday wins the presidency in the United States, all of the pundits will look at it and say, it was obvious. It was clear. We should have seen it coming. Just like they did with Trump. Donald Trump broke American politics. There is zero chance that a man so awful and so rancid and incompetent can be at the center of American politics for seven years and nothing happened. Everything just stays the same. We have childlike sensibilities in this country these days. Things break. They can shatter. And when they do, Sometimes they can't be repaired. That's what life is like for grown-ups, for people, for families, for nations. Joe Manchin is playing it coy, and his message is very, very fuzzy. There's a lot of pablum in it, a lot of therapy talk. It's almost whiny. Well... They're terrible, and if they don't get better, I'm going to do this. I don't know that Joe Manchin has it in him to do it, but I also know, but I also don't know that he doesn't. I do know this. No one in the Republican Party and no one in the Democratic Party is going to get a vote on what he does. That seems perfectly clear to me. I think we're at the edge of a three-way race. And the Biden campaign has been perfectly clear about something. They have said over and over and over again that President Biden cannot win a three-way race. Well, if that's true, shouldn't the Democratic Party consider nominating somebody who can? Because the three-way race isn't a choice. That the Democrats get to make it's a choice that no labels gets to make. The Democratic Party has to live in the world of that choice. It has to react to it. It has to persevere over it. Does Gavin Newsom? Does Gretchen Whitmer collapse the case for a Trump candidacy? Does it collapse? the necessity in Joe Manchin's mind for a no-labels bid. There will be more twists and turns ahead than I can possibly predict. But I'll tell you this right now. This 2024 race in America will be one unlike any other. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.